Support for LAist comes from FX, presenting Fargo, from creator Noah Hawley. This anthology series follows as a Midwestern housewife attempts to evade her past. Starring Juno Temple, John Hamm, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, recently voted a top wellness resort and spa. Rancho La Puerta provides summer vacations for anyone who enjoys hiking, mindfulness, and fitness classes on 4,000 acres of nature preserve. RanchoLaPuerta.com LAS Studios Today on the LA Report, we will look back 30 years ago, the day the Northridge earthquake woke us all up to the dangers of a big urban earthquake. LAS science reporter Jacob Margolis will tell you what you gotta do to make sure you survive the days after the next big earthquake. That'll hit us one of these days. And we'll explain how the city of Los Angeles will go about finding a new chief of police once Michael Moore retires next month. It's Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Nick Roman. This is the L.A. Report from L.A. State 89.3. I bet you know what you were doing 30 years ago today. You were riding out the Northridge earthquake, the biggest shake we'd had in the L.A. area since... Well, since the Silmar quake in 1971. So how big was the Northridge quake? Big enough to knock down a section of the 10 freeway in mid-city L.A. and a freeway overpass in Silmar. It damaged just about every building at Cal State Northridge. It was only a 6.7, but what made it really devastating was it was located really close to where a lot of people live, and there was a lot of intense shaking as a result. That's USGS seismologist Clara Yoon. She says what's important about the Northridge quake was that it wasn't on the San Andreas Fault, where we would expect a much more powerful quake, you know, the big one to hit someday. A smaller fault in an urban area, like the one that generated the Northridge quake, could do plenty of damage. Just ask Caltech engineering seismologist Tom Heaton. He says the welds that hold steel together in high-rises might have failed had the Northridge earthquake been bigger. Lots of study done post uh, the earthquake shows that had the earthquake been magnitude 7-ish, it probably would have caused collapse of uh, high-rise buildings. But you probably live in a house or a condo or an apartment with a wooden frame. Your home will shake and flex, but it'll probably ride out the earthquake fine. But then come the days after the giant earthquake. No electricity, maybe no water in the faucets, at least none that's safe to drink. LA science reporter Jacob Margolis says that's why you got to get an emergency kit ready, pronto. You'll need food to last you a few weeks and a gallon of water per person, per pet, per day for at least two weeks. Prepare to be on your own. I prepare for multiple weeks with my family and my extended family so that we can at least be comfortable if something bad happens, which if you also take medicine, by the way, and this is a really important thing, make sure that you have extra medicine on hand. And Jacob says if your house is damaged, you'll need a tent and sleeping bags because you're bunking outside. We have more about how to get ready for the next big earthquake in the How to L.A. podcast, and you can check it out at LAist.com. Oh, and one more note, the fault that generated the Northridge earthquake 
Well, seismologists didn't even know it existed until that day 30 years ago when it rumbled about 11 miles under Los Angeles. They have since mapped it and named it. It's the Northridge Blind Thrust Fault. When we come back, other news like how L.A. will go about finding a new LAPD chief and how the Sundance Film Festival this week is a classroom for students from Glendale Community College. Support for LAist comes from FX is What We Do in the Shadows. Follow the nightly exploits of vampire roommates Nandor, Laszlo, Nadja, and Colin Robinson as they navigate the modern world of Staten Island with their human familiar. Starring Kayvon Novak, Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitriou, Mark Prokish, Harvey Guillen, and Kristen Shaw. Emmy eligible in all comedy categories. Television Academy members can watch all episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, a health and wellness resort just 45 minutes from San Diego, recently voted a top international destination spa by readers of Travel and Leisure magazine. Summer retreat packages of three, four, or seven nights include hiking, water classes, mindfulness, spa therapies, and culinary adventures with farm-fresh ingredients. Learn more at RanchoLaPuerta.com. This is the L.A. Report. I'm Nick Roman. LAPD Chief Michael Moore will step down in about six weeks, ending a 42-year career with the department. Moore says he planned to retire a few months after Karen Bass began her term as mayor of Los Angeles, but he decided to wait. And I thought that it would position her in a time as she's getting oriented in her inaugural year. A year later, she's had a tremendous year. She's began the process of rebuilding this organization, of, of backing the men and women, improving the morale, the equipment, our resources, our facilities. Once Chief Moore retires, the L.A. Police Commission will appoint an interim chief while it searches for a new leader for the LAPD. So how does the city of Los Angeles find that new leader? Well, first, candidates submit applications with the city of L.A.'s personnel department. The police commission then sifts through those applications and narrows the field to three candidates. L.A.'s civics and democracy correspondent Frank Stoltz says that's when Mayor Bass selects one candidate to be the next chief of police. One of the most important decisions a mayor makes. It's a relatively weak mayor position, but this is you know, the fire chief, the police chief, a few other positions where the mayor really wields almost sole control. LA's correspondent Frank Stoltz, he says he's heard the interim chief will likely be in charge of the LAPD for six months while city leaders search for a permanent chief of police. The Sundance Film Festival begins tomorrow in Park City, Utah. It's a huge event for the film industry and for six Glendale Community College students who will be there to listen and learn. The story from LAist reporter Julia Barajas. Sundance is the largest independent film festival in the country. It features world premieres, screenings in every genre, and a chance to meet producers and directors. Candy Joel Dahlstrom is a mother of two and part of this year's cohort. Definitely as a mother, I don't often leave my family and go on like solo vacations. So I'm actually like really looking forward to an opportunity to do some exploring on my own. Thanks to a grant secured by Glendale's Media Arts Department, the students won't have to pay for their flights, lodging, or programming. Covering community colleges, I'm Julia Barajas. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the L.A. Report. I'm Nick Roman. Be sure to listen again tomorrow morning when Suzanne Watley brings you the L.A. Report AM edition. The L.A. Report is produced by Libby Rainey and Tiffany Ujiie. Megan Garvey is the executive editor. Catherine Mailhouse is our director of content development. Our engineer today, Tui Mao. Original music by Scott Kelly.
You can read more about this evening's stories at LAist.com. You can also listen live anytime on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. You know, listeners like you help make the LA Report possible, so please donate at LAist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. One event can change a family for generations. I'm Emily Kwong, host of a new podcast from LA Studios called Inheriting. It's about Asian American and Pacific Islander families and their histories. Join me for an immersive storytelling event at the Crawford in Pasadena. It's June 27th. Get your tickets now at las.com slash events.